0: I think social media is great, right? It's great to engage your current listeners and maybe to find some discovery points. We found it's not always the best at growing the show consistently month after month. Hello and welcome back to this Roast the Show episode. Every other Monday, we invite a business owner, coach or professional onto the podcast to get a free podcast audit and Roast. Where we deep dive into their current marketing, highlight areas that are holding them back from faster growth and monetization, provide them and you actionable steps you can start applying today to experience faster podcast growth. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and get ready as we roast this show. Hello and welcome back to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing. My name is Anthony Wineri. I'm Ty Goshe.
1: I'm Christina Delgado host of Unbreakably Bold.
0: Amazing and today Christina we're going to be roasting your show that's what that's what you signed up for so I guess for the listeners for a bit of context I'm curious how would you actually get started when it comes to the podcast itself Unbreakably Bold?
1: Yeah so I got started by just hopping on a mic and trying it out but ultimately it was going through my own inner work spiritual healing journey and I felt like I was just like busting at the seams with information and life-changing information at that. And I just wanted to share it with other people. I did start a podcast with a friend. We tried it out. It didn't go well. We were much better as friends and business partners in that sense. So I, but when I did get on that mic, I felt really lit up and I felt really happy and a lot of joy with it. So decided to just go start a podcast on my own and Unbreakably Bold was born.
2: I love that. Yeah, I always find that a lot of people are surprised that me and Anthony have lasted in business together because I know that often it doesn't work. No, that's great. So you started off just wanting to share information, honestly, just from the best place and really enjoying it. Obviously, you've been going for a while. It's been over, it's been like two and a half years now or so that you've been been running. What's kept you going? Mm -hmm.
1: The listeners, honestly, the people I feel like, and this might be my perfectionism Virgo, like save the world mentality. But I just feel like I now have people who are listening. So I feel like I want to show up for them and support them and just share the journey so they can learn their own tips and tools to live a healthy life. So the people honestly have kept me going.
2: I love that. And for more context for our listeners. So how many listeners roughly do you have? Or an easier question might be how many downloads are you getting a month
0: roughly?
1: Yes, that is a much better question. I would say about 800 to 1000 really depends
0: okay got it so we've got the podcast unbreakably bold started it by self-passion then it transformed as we hear that a lot actually in terms of people when they start the podcast it's more of a i'm going to put a selfish place or just more of a self-centered place hey i like talking we have those conversations i want to just share what i know and then it transforms into hey how can i serve my audience some more and i guess for you in terms of this show right now what would you say has been some of the biggest thing that i've been holding you back um other than i guess even before that what would you say is the goal for the year what would you say is the goal for the podcast? Yeah,
1: so my personal goal within the podcast is to show up consistently. Uh, when I So I recently made a really big life transition in a move from Atlanta, Georgia to Los Angeles, California, um, which was a great move for me, but I will not lie, it definitely rocked me in the beginning. It was a huge transition. I was working through a lot of my own personal healing and inner work and opportunities in that sense. So I stayed a little bit away from the mic. I found myself like just feeling stifled, not really knowing what to share, how to share it, because truly my healing journey was just like all over the place. I feel like I was crying like every day for the past like four months, but not in a sad way, in a way of like working through my things and feelings. So it was a little tough for me to like come to the mic and know what to say and feel like I had the right things to say, which that's all like a mental thing for me. So for me, wanting to show up consistently... Even when there's fear, even when I feel like I don't know what to say, just showing up for the people, for the listeners, that's an overall goal. And then overall, would love to just get more of a connection with my listeners. I would say most of my connection is through social media, like little comments here and there, but I don't really feel like I have a true connection with them to know really what they're working through in every season. So that would be overall goals for the podcast.
0: Okay, got it. So for you, it's really more hey, okay, showing up consistently, and then making sure you start building that engaged audience in terms of the back end. And I guess like from your end, would you say I guess you kinda answer the question, which is so for you before the thing that was holding you back from being consistent was more so the things you're kind of working through yourself. Do you feel like now you're in a much better spot in terms of pursuing the podcast and actually keeping to that consistency?
1: Yeah, I think so. I had some family things as well because I share really openly about toxic family and healing from family trauma um generational trauma. And my family did listen. They had some things to say. They weren't very happy. So I think that was a piece of it, too, is like figuring out how to come back with a way that makes everyone feel as good as possible. I really want to show up because I know that's what my listeners need is like that generational trauma, the healing family conversations, but also paying respects to like my family as I do still have a, re- a relationship with them. Um So, yeah, so that was That's the biggest thing for me, ultimately, I think just really showing up consistently.
0: I'm curious. So who's the specific person you're targeting with the podcast? Who are you trying to reach? Targeting.
1: So targeting people who are on their inner work and healing journey. At the beginning, it feels really lonely. So really targeting people who want to learn, who want to be better, who want to be more in tune with themselves. And ultimately, those people tend to have some mental health struggles. They feel just really it's I always say like a war zone within their mind there's a lot going on and they don't really know how to show up for themselves so those people typically ranges from like about 18 to like early 30s or so okay
0: got it sweet well look I mean fr- from my end the first thing that I think about when I look at the podcast or any podcast or any client I'm working with is hey how are we communicating the value of the show and how are we trying to attract the, those people that you just mentioned, the listeners who are maybe going through the inner workings and past trauma and stuff, how are you trying to track them? So from your front end marketing, which is your cover, your title, description, etc., I don't really see anything like that that kind of screams out at me, hey, this podcast is for someone going through inner workings. Who is in this specific situation, or maybe even this age group specifically. I guess could you walk me through what what was been your thought process with Like Unbreakably Bold and and what things you're currently trying to do when it comes to actually attracting that that audience you just described?
1: Yeah. So I would say main things I'm doing is honestly just social media based. So my main platform is TikTok. So posting on TikTok, posting clips, like live clips of me speaking, doing the podcast, but also doing kind of voiceovers, creating more of a story that they can connect to as well. And then just sharing like general tips and tricks and thoughts. And then the hope is to always lead it back to the podcast.
0: Okay. So right now the main, the main method that you're using is basically social media, right?
1: Yeah, I would say social media. And then I guess in addition to, I am part of a network, So I do get to have trailers that go off and other people that are on our network, there are other people who, when they're recording their podcast or their podcasts are uploaded, my trailer will come in. So that's, I would say that's a way too. There are definitely some impressions from that.
0: Okay. And let's say, for example, a total stranger comes to your podcast who doesn't know you. Because I think social media is great, right? It's great to engage your current listeners and maybe to find some discovery points. We're found is not always the best at growing the show consistently month after month. And sometimes the audience might not be as engaged, as I'm sure you might have experienced, like you've mentioned. But let's just say there's going to be a huge portion of new listeners who are just browsing organically on Apple, who don't know who Christina is yet. When I'm looking at the podcast with how it's currently positioned, Unbreakably Bold, I don't really, without further clarification, it's very hard for me to understand all the things you just mentioned about who the show is for, the problems that you solve. Is that making sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, okay. And so I guess any thoughts on that, mate?
2: No, I agree. I think you're right on. I think, Christina, to your point, the, what I like is that you're not too you're not too scattered in your approach to growing the podcast. It's pretty straightforward. TikTok, and then I've got the network thing going on as well. I would imagine, I would wonder where the growth of like 800 downloads a month or so has come from. Maybe like the trailers and stuff has really helped, which is really cool. But yeah, I guess we'd want to live in a world where people are seeing this, the show on Apple and Spotify knowing what it is and flocking straight there so we don't have to just rely on TikTok and the other trailers. And if that is the case, then a great place to start is like how the show looks to a total stranger. Because yeah, I agree. Looking at it now, unbreakably bold. Yeah, it doesn't really tell me the 18s, mid-30s. It doesn't tell me the exact kind of inner work. I feel like we could get a lot more specific on that, I think.
1: Yeah, so I would say, yeah, I would say honestly a lot of those downloads come from TikTok, to be honest. And it's not even like my TikTok following is very... Um, hi, or anything like that. But I have had key conversations that I think, and it's really the toxic family conversations that really navigate people to my podcast and have them download it and then by proxy listen to other podcasts. Not as consistently, I would say, as like my top episodes, which are toxic family, but they've definitely, I would say, like really have come from TikTok and I think just word of mouth too. Um, So I would say that. And then ultimately, yeah, I would agree that I haven't like listed specifically ages or anything like that, because I also I guess there could be opportunity to niche down more. But I do speak overall about spirituality, healing and inner work. Um, And for me, and I'm definitely open to hearing thoughts on this. But for me, I think it's all interconnected. I think it's all mind, body, soul. So it's hard for me to just hone in and be like, okay, my family are. My podcast is only going to be about toxic family because there's life is more than just healing. So I think that it's constant like eras. I like to say of when you're healing and then when you're done healing in this introspective phase, you move into manifestation. So we're going to talk about the personal development aspect and like getting your mindset right. So I do find it a little bit hard to like just super, super niche down and make it super specific because I find it to be an all encompassing subject.
0: Okay I think that kind of makes sense and I feel like in terms of being a bit more specific and clarifying what I would ask you would be out of those areas so for example you mentioned a few things you meant inner work and you've also mentioned specifically to do with like family past traumas is that right? I guess Mm -hmm. what would you say the main for you right now what are the main content pillars so we've got inner work but more specifically like family trauma but what are the other pillars that you talk about sorry just so we're clear on that?
1: Yeah, so I would say manifestation within spirituality. I would say talking about different, like, healing and spiritual modalities within that as well. Surrend, like, thoughts and concepts like surrendering to the universe, really being able to attach, law of detachment. So, different laws and, like, spiritual concepts more so that I would speak on.
2: And when, sorry, I'll I'll jump in. So, you said, because obviously there's, like, the generational trauma thing, the family trauma. And then to me, that sounds like maybe more of, it doesn't sound like those things necessarily overlap or contradict each other because I suppose you talk about manifestation all these tools but maybe those tools are to help people with family trauma or something so it's like that I guess healing the family trauma is more of a broader end goal whereas things such as manifestation and like certain spiritual modalities are maybe just ways of getting to that goal would you say so or when you're talking about manifesting are you talking about different things I don't know like relationships or other bigger goals
1: Yeah. So I totally agree with your thought process of it. I would say it also can work the opposite way. Like, I feel like you do have to be able to do that inner work on your self esteem and your self worth to be able to actually manifest things, to be able to hold your manifestations when you get them. Um, Because if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't feel that you're worthy of manifesting that dream job that you want, it's very unlikely that you're going to get there or it's going to be really difficult. So, I almost look at it as like the healing comes first. And it's not necessarily healing family trauma. It's more of healing from your family trauma and knowing how to separate yourself from the dynamics and the behaviors, the dysfunctional behaviors that come from your family and being able to now set new beliefs and new processes for yourself.
2: Okay. No, that makes sense. And I think that's an important distinction. So I suppose there's the different topics that you cover. And like you say, they're all connected like mind, body, soul. I guess a potential pitfall that I see is that some listeners, they might be, when they see your show, family trauma might be top of mind for them. And maybe that has been the case because I know some of your biggest downloaded episodes are that. Whereas on the other hand, for some people, they might be looking for manifestation, right? And they might listen to those episodes. But without a clear way to link them all through the podcast, it's going to be hard to get listeners that keep coming back for more each time and really grow month to month. So I wonder, would there be a way that you could link all of those topics together towards one end goal? If you could map out the steps that all of these things come into to lead to one end goal, would that be possible? Or do you think it just depends month to month? I hope that was a clear question.
1: Yeah, I think that was clear. um, And I appreciate the question. Um, Yeah, I think ultimately the end goal whether it's healing, whether it's doing the inner work, whether it's learning how to manifest, I think the end goal is like transforming into whatever you want to be, like transforming into that person that you were meant to be when you were put on this earth before all the limiting beliefs and family trauma and dysfunctional kind of concepts came to impact you. So the end goal is really for them, I guess, just like the transformation of becoming who they want and like being literally unbreakably bold, like being unbreakable, like you've worked through a bunch of things and trauma and mental health issues and you still make bold move for yourself. You still show up for yourself. You still do this work. So I think the end goal would ultimately be transformation. So maybe that's a a way to frame it and maybe that's a new kind of thing that I should move forward with as far as making it more of like a transformational kind of podcast. But that's my first thought when you asked me that.
0: And I guess to clarify, honestly if you were to make it more of a transformational thing hmm. I, I think what I would be curious to know would be, let's say you've got two podcasts and one says just transformation, but it doesn't explicitly tell you what the transformation is. It just says to become the best you. That's very ambiguous, right? It's not, it's not very clear what that transformation is. For every single person, it will be very different. Marks in a podcast like that on social media, but also building the content out for that becomes very tricky because you, you are essentially guessing what this person wants to be. It's hard to promise that and sell that. It's still doable, by the way. It's still doable. I'm just saying in terms of faster growth, when you're just trying to find your feet, you can always eventually um, morph into that. And that's always going to be down to what you want want to explore. The other option that I think we encourage our clients to explore is thinking about what is the specific problem that we are solving? Because then you can market the podcast. You can communicate what the podcast is in a much clearer way. Because, look, for example, when I see your description, the title on break of you Bold, let's go to the description. You mentioned doing the hard work, inner work journey, learning, growing, healing, Hold on finding a second, inner peace.
2: Sorry. Let's, for
0: people listening, let's read out the description. So,
2: for context. Yeah. So, this podcast is for anyone who wants to show up as their boldest, most authentic self. Doing the work is hard. Don't go at it alone. Join host Christina Delgado on her inner work journey dedicated to learning, growing healing and finding inner peace listen bi-weekly to talk all things mindset relationships personal development confidence and so much more nothing is off limits come as you are so there we go there's the context
0: yeah and when you hear that in context of what you're saying honestly that actually is in line with what you're saying what i would say and what i would like and i'm curious to know is there are a lot of problems there that we're trying to solve and go after a lot of them a stranger isn't like when someone's in a lot of pain; they just care about what pain they're in. For example, if someone is massively like struggling massively with their relationship, they're not they want to find the podcast on relationships specifically. They're not just gonna watch some random mindset thing. If they're in enough pain, they're gonna just go, "Okay, how do I just fix this relationship?" And go to a relationship podcast. But when you're offering all these different areas, I'm not saying you can't add value to each of them. I would love to know from your end, out of mindset, relationship, personal development, inner confidence, unless it's the family trauma healing stuff, which of those problems do you believe you're best equipped to serve to, to solve? Again, I know you can evolve to each of them, but if I had to just challenge you and ask you, which of those do you feel like if you had to if your life depended on it, you had to help someone solve this problem, which one would you pick?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think I would say probably the healing aspect of it all just because i've done it before and i'm continuing to heal and learning more tools as i move on so yeah i would say that's probably where i have the most overall knowledge
0: and that's the inner work healing from past trauma and stuff like that okay awesome yeah got it so out of those you'll be more equipped and best equipped to serve your audience who are going through inner work healing from past trauma themselves awesome do you believe you're competing right now in terms of Attention, remove all the taboos and the stats along with competing. Just from the pure objective point of view, are you competing right now for your listeners' attention?
1: I would say yes.
0: We all are, right? We'll compete. But honestly, yeah. there's a massive chasm where every single company, every single personal brand, every single thing you see on social media is fighting and competing on a bloodbath for your attention. Everything. You step outside, you get on a bus, you drive your car, you listen to the radio, you listen for everything. For yourself, yeah, you bar. are. I know, that was pretty, that was very visceral, right? (laughs) (laughs) But just to put into context, for you yourself with this show, right, you are competing against other people who are in the relationship podcast specifically, who are in a build confidence podcast specifically, who are in a, other things? In a mindset, the Tony Robbins, that's the people you're now putting yourself up against, trying to get visible, trying to get noticed, trying to grow and expand. That's a very tough place to compete in, especially when you're not number one at that thing. So that's, from my end, what I would love to know from you. If the goal is to grow and to engage your audience, do you feel like people are more likely to, number one, stick around and listen to you provide the highest level of value talking about inner trauma? Number two, more likely to engage with you because you're helping them solve a specific problem that's top of mind? and that you're best equipped to serve. And number three, I don't know if you've got a back-end offer, but if you were to do some kind of cohesion or build a business on the back of it, which you have in that specific positioning for that audience, how likely and how much easier would it be for you to grow and monetize if you were to eventually do that down the line, whatever that looks like? That's the kind of question I'd have for you. So again, positioned, if you were positioned hypothetically as a showing. Does growth, engagement and monetization come easier or harder for you?
1: Can you repeat that last part one more time? Sorry.
0: Yeah. If you're positioned as a podcast solving one specific problem to people going through inner healing, specifically due to past traumas, if that was just showing your position, communicating that value in that way, are you more likely to grow faster, be more competitive, engage your audience more because you're solving a specific problem? And is it more likely for you to easily monetize the show because of the specificity of what you do?
1: I would say yes. Yeah, okay. definitely makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. And I guess yeah. based on that and based on what your goals are in terms of what you're trying to do, what would you say is the knee-jerk reaction of a pushback if we were to say, hey, why not just explore that? What do you feel yeah. when you hear that?
1: I feel like, first of all, it definitely makes the most sense. Like I hear that and I'm like, yeah, no-brainer. That makes sense. I think it would just go back to my first piece of like things being mind, body, soul, and like more than just healing and what can come after that. Because I do think that it's important to speak to the fact that you don't have to be healing all the time. And also, I think that there are times when, okay, I can listen to a healing podcast, like when I was on my inner work journey. Yeah, I was starting off with healing podcasts. And then I started to turn more towards manifestation podcasts and podcasts that talked about spirituality, because I was out of that range for the moment, of course, like you always go back, but I was out of that healing space. And I was starting to think that there was more for me and now what can i do because i've healed these parts of me so i guess my thought with that is just like to me it's layered so i feel like potentially would lose people when they're out of the healing part of it maybe yeah or maybe they just stay because they love me i don't know
0: (laughs) i guess my question for you would be why do those two things have to be mutually exclusive so what we're talking about is how you market the show What you're talking about is how you retain the listeners. They're Mm. two separate things, but they're part of a strategy. So when we work with clients, it's not just about oh let's just grow the show to the moon. It's also about retention, which you're talking about. How we market the show is going to be the thing that gets people in the first place. How to retain them is the subject that we talk about. If you were let's say positioned for that audience in a work past trauma, and that's in the title, and then you have a content strategy what makes you i guess where's where's the disconnect what makes you feel like you couldn't then still talk about all those other elements in the podcast in relation to this journey of self healing of inner work because like you mentioned it's a journey that's just one piece within this journey manifestation just one piece spiritual healing all of that's the one piece but as long as there's a tether of showing hey here's where you are as a listener I'm going to take you all the way through. I'm going to explore this fully in the biggest depths and breaths that you didn't think possible. And you have that as the content strategy where you have the flexibility. I personally think that they're mutually exclusive. I think one's how you market in the front end, the other one's how you retain them longer term. Does that clarify things for you on a guest? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah? hmm Okay. Yeah, definitely the marketing piece of it versus the retention piece and separating the two. Yeah, I would say that makes sense. I think I was like encompassing them in one. So,
2: I think it's natural to do that. And I think something that going back to what Anthony said that we actually have to take our clients through is that what the podcast is is actually a different thing to how we market the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there's one thing what we talk about, but it's another thing you can talk about a few different things that are all-encompassing, like you say, right? Like, obviously, it would be quite draining for you and probably just not in- enjoyable for you to talk only about family trauma in every single episode, right? But it might be that the listeners who have resonated with your show the most, they found you because that was top, what was top of mind for them. However, they still enjoy listening to about manifestation and different spiritual modalities and that kind of thing. So we can actually have the best of both worlds, like Anthony was saying. By keeping one thing the the north star and the way that we attract people to the podcast we can actually get them bought into listening to you talk about all these different ways to to kind of get through that and to move along the journey does that make sense
1: totally yeah makes sense
2: amazing
0: okay. I, honestly Kristen. i'm glad we found a middle ground because i was like nah christy don't honestly she's good with this she understands who she's going for so i'm glad we have to find a kind of a middle ground in terms of that I guess in terms of like next step specifically from the position standpoint, do you have any questions for before I dive into to what I think could make sense, or so just chuck you some ideas to think about? Nothing you have to make permanent, but just some ideas that, that that in terms of how position the show.
2: Firstly, before you answer that, I just want to know how are you feeling about the because because I know before it's like niche and down. I don't know if that works. to so obviously still talk about this. Does this conversation make you feel like there actually is a way to have the best of both worlds, or do you, do you still have a bit of resistance to it because a lot of people they really have to think about it for a long time
1: yeah no i do it really does make full sense and it's weird i literally last night i was thinking because my last episode was about like investing in yourself which is more of like a personal develop manifest the life you want the subject and i literally last night was like i like need to go i feel like i always have a pull to go back to healing because i know that is what a lot of people have followed me for and what a lot of people come to the podcast for to your point they see content and that's why they come to the podcast. So I definitely understand your guys's thought process about combining the two. And I, my only question would be like, what does that look like? Because I don't really know if that's just like talking about like looping it in every episode or like what exactly it would look like, but I fully agree. And yeah, it makes sense to, to combine the two. So just curious about your recommendations on how to do that.
0: So I guess what we're talking about right now is how do we reposition or just simply rebrand the podcast to be a bit clearer to talk to your audience, to attract more listeners. And then, of course, how do we retain them to keep them coming back for more? So we can have, again, that growth month after month, which is, which is again, a really good question. I guess the main thing really will just be two main things will be number one, the actual title of the show. And then number two will be the content strategy. Everything else Literally, after you change the title and understand who we're targeting, who we're going for, what problem we're solving, your description will also change to be more specific to fit the title, right? The content strategy will also change to fit the title. How you market on social media will also change to fit the title. Everything, all of your efforts start to compound because you're so clear and focused on who you're targeting. Is that making sense? So everything becomes very cohesive, but your question is, how do we do that? awesome so honestly i'll start with the title itself unbreakable i'll say hey let's add a subtitle let's bring some some ideas so you mentioned inner healing right Mm -hmm. inner healing past trauma
1: and i think maybe a important thing to note too is that and maybe y'all are going to be like christina we gotta start all over but i think too like i don't necessarily want to be like a subject matter expert where yes i have a psychology degree like i'm getting a facilitation, certification, and breathwork. But I don't want to be necessarily like a straight up educator. <laughs> like I also share my journey and a lot of this is just coming from my, like I'm very confident in what I know and what I've done in my journey. But I also don't want to be like, unbreakably bold, how to do this exactly right and perfectly, if that makes sense. Like I want to have a nice blend of like, being like an entertainer in a sense and like sharing my journey and being open about my journey and being vulnerable while also sharing tips and tricks that I've learned on my own journey rather than just I have a master's and all of this education behind me and I can heal your brain and life although I do think I can but that's my thought process <laughs> I love <laughs> that
2: you're like yeah no I don't really want to be too much of an educator I just got a degree in breath work <laughs> certification <in> breath work. <laughs> But, no, and, no, psych, and, but yeah. and, and psychology so the masters in psychology recent <laughs> qualification and breath work but no no i don't want to be too educational no i think we get it and i think i honestly wouldn't worry about that i think the balance of giving the listeners things that they can take away but doing that through sharing your journey and relating it to your past experiences and just being honest about what you're going through right because no one's perfect on the healing journey just at all but specifically on the healing journey i think people will really resonate with that and honestly it from what you've been saying, people already are resonating with that. So I don't think anything needs to change in regards to that.
1: Cool, okay. And again,
0: <laughs> I think that this is really good for listeners who are listening right now as well. I think the mental hurdle is you really try to absorb this and embrace it as much as you possibly can. You don't want this to limit you when you're doing your marketing. Marketing is about making what you have fancy attractive to total strange who don't know you yet. Just because we have how to, doesn't mean you're gonna be like some super duper expert you're just marketing to them in the right way, getting them in, and they're gonna get the vibe of the show, like Tyke said. You've been authentic, sharing it, giving them that vibe. But how we market it and what the podcast is, again, we're coming to perception management a little bit. Trying to cast out the net and trying to grab the people in, and then of course, with the content, how you talk about it, they'll get a much better feel of what the show is and if it's for them. It's, it's like p- sense, people yeah? are
2: coming because of the yeah. problem they can see you solving right so the more specific that is the better which is why again having that north star ties every episode together and makes the whole podcast as a whole look really appealing rather than just certain episodes for certain people and it's the same in the title in that how we attract them with showing them what they're going to gain with the how-to and stuff but then when they come they're really sticking around because they just love listening to you and it can relate to what you're saying because mm. if they really okay. if it was just a case of how-to information they could just Google it, right? They come to you for that, but they'll be sticking around because of you, for sure.
0: Yeah. Cool. And then I guess for yourself, like you mentioned a few, I'm trying to think of a. Uh, you mentioned a few different methods of use, like inner healing, etc. What would you say has been like a episode that you talked about a specific strategy or technique, or just I guess even just more specific, just like for you personally, which strategy has helped you the most when it comes to inner healing? Would you say?
1: Um. Definitely like surrendering to the universe being like law of detachment, being able to detach Mm. from people from expectations. I would say that I would also say just like general getting rid of like people pleasing, which kind of can Mm. loop into the surrendering too. but um, people pleasing and then getting more connected with intuition would be a big piece of it. And definitely a big piece that I think I talk about on the show just that self trust and becoming confident in your inner knowing and intuition. Those are some main pieces. Okay.
0: So you mentioned people pleasing, um, detachment, d- detachment style, did you say? Detachment, you mentioned something. Law that. of detachment, detachment or universe. just
1: detachment. Yeah, surrendering to the universe. Yes. <laughs> no,
0: definitely not detaching
2: from the universe.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but, you so. know, kind of. <laughs>
0: I'm going to think of a new subtitle. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I've got some, this is a bit broad. So, for example, Unbreakably Bold. So, I guess this could be a potential idea for the title. So, right now, we've just got Unbreakably Bold. We mentioned a few keywords, which I think are great. I think people pleasing is probably searched a lot, like how to stop people pleasing is great, or like law of detachment. That's a key thing, as well as inner healing, great keyword as well. But, an idea could be something along the lines of Unbreakably Bold, healing past trauma, overcoming people pleasing, and mastering the law of detachment for inner healing. I like that. Yeah, no. That and I sounded was, nice. <laughs> I, was, I was just shutting down. I had something similar. I had to heal past trauma and
2: people pleasing. And yeah, no, 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 I hadn't got to the rest, but... Yeah, yeah. Nice re- one, Tig. <laughs> <laughs> something regarding law of detachment
0: <laughs> <laughs> intuition. <laughs> so I guess that would be the suggestion that I would give is that to explore again is up to you. You can take it. We'll leave it. It's totally fine. But that's well, that with a subtitle. So you can tweak that again. Unbreakably bold. Embracing freedom from past... Sorry unbreakably bold healing past trauma overcoming people pleasing and mastering the law of detachment for inner healing i guess from your end, how does that feel and do you, does that feel like clear oh my god like how do you feel when you hear that title
1: yeah. Um, it sounds pretty clear. It sounds like I should talk more about people pleasing <laughs> in my episodes. But I do have that in there. But I guess like people pleasing can also go in tune, I would say, with the other biggest piece of like intuition, inner trust, like self trust. That's definitely Absolutely. a big piece of it. So I like it. It sounds very encompassing of what I talk about and what I believe in.
0: Epic. Look, this is honestly like a deep dive, (laughs) a deep dive into targeting, communicating the value mark and the show the right way. I guess like in terms of clear next steps, we were going to go into other little bits and bobs, but honestly, I feel like this, just this little change, which is getting clear on that, again, because it's like a domino effect. You change the title, that's clear. Your description also changes. So when people see the description, your actual cover art could communicate a bit clearer, that transformation that you want for people the episode titles the key words that you would also use in episodes as those key content pillars also changes but it makes everything so much tighter and consistent it's packaged in when someone sees the show they're like number one wow and then when they start listening to the episodes holy crap this podcast was literally made for me i will never stop watching and i'm itching to hear what christina's going to talk about in the next episode and that's really what we want Am I missing anything, tied? No, I guess to just tie
2: this all off and I guess just get you a bit more excited about the benefits of actually being a bit more specific, having this clearer message. So we had one of our past clients, she's called Whitney. She's got a show called Women Waken. And she was, it, honestly, almost. I think I'm going to connect you guys because I think you would get on like a house on fire. <laughs> Very similar like, direction with the show, journeys, that kind of thing. And she even said mind, body, soul as well. Like when we started writing together, that was a thing, right? She talked about almost the exact same range of topics as you did with the spiritual twist. I know you, you said something about your star sign earlier. She's, she mentioned that. <laughs> so it's very <laughs> similar. But again, it was very hard to pick the North Star. So she would have people come in and listen to an episode about astrology. But then they wouldn't really care for the episode about a certain personal development thing. Not because they're not into personal development, because they didn't need it right now. It wasn't an important thing for them. And again, they can just go listen to Tony Robbins. So it's very hard to keep people sticking around. So after going through a similar process, the elongated process of what we've just gone through today, the direction she took was, I'll actually read you her new show title. So the subtitle we added to her show was, so Women Waken, Spiritual Healing for Trauma in Relationships to Shift from Codependency to Divine Feminine. Uh. And as you can probably tell, there's now a clear thing on relationships, right? but it's still got that spiritual twist. We're saying like divine feminine, like it's not just relationships. I'm going to bore you talking about relationships. It's relationships, but with the spiritual twist, You're through these spiritual practices. And to give you an idea of how she talked about different things, but still with the North Star of relationships that actually managed to build her an audience. If I read you some of her episode titles, these are all in a row, by the way, two ways to identify an addiction to chaos and dysfunction, and how to break free from codependency for healthier relationships. Divine feminine guidance for coming from love and overcoming codependency. Guidance for living a soul-led life, dropping codependency, embracing your divine feminine. Four steps to coming from your divine feminine when dating to end codependent situations for good one more the eight divine feminine psychic abilities you can begin to work with now to experience greater empowerment in relationships and detach from codependency i actually remember doing that one
0: ah. so
2: yeah let
1: me go ahead and add this podcast right. <laughs> no, I'm just
2: right because you hear all those and you're like yeah that is the <laughs> boom 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 right um again for anyone listening it's called women wake and shout out whitney uh is that is genuine. Guys. Shout out Whitney. <laughs>
1: Shout out Whitney. Yeah. And you know what, Christina,
2: her growth was <laughs> she wasn't far from where you are now in terms of downloads. She was getting like it was it was less, it was like 400 or so a month. Uh in fact, at this time a year ago, it was even less than that. It was like 200 300 a month. She's now getting like 9,000 downloads a month, 8,000 downloads a month. And her growth went when she implemented those changes, it was a couple of months, and I think she went from 600 one month to 2,000 the next month. Then it was 3,000 then it was 4,000 and she really started to pick up momentum because not only was she more her podcast a more attractive prospect for people looking in because they know okay I'm going to find out all about all these things but but this is the reason I should be listening each week people are sticking around now right so she's got listeners finding her but they're also sticking around and of course it makes it very easy to compound right so this is where we can really see month-to-month growth so yeah with that said how does that example help to paint the picture
1: Totally. Yeah. And I love an example. That wasn't a visual, but giving me visual vibes. So yes, that was very helpful. What are those like? So when I hear that, because I think I've done in the past, like one or two similar kind of titles, is there like a good rule of thumb for like how long they should be? Because I listen to that and I love it, but I'm also like pretty long, like for maybe for content purposes. I don't know, but would love to get your guys' thoughts on that.
0: Yeah,
2: for sure. And yeah, you're right, especially that last one, right? It was very long, as two lines. For context as well, I should say. So in that example that I just gave, you might have been able to tell, but we were making sure that the words codependency and divine feminine were in every title. And then mm. after a few months, she ended up being on page one for when someone searched that, right? Which is where a lot of her growth comes from. In terms of the length of titles, th- honestly, they can be a lot longer than you think. Um, this is, again, also for anyone listening right now, if you think short, catchy titles, but you feel like you could give more, just give more. And I say that because just, if give, you, more. Yeah, just give more. Because if you if <laughs> go on Apple just pod, give more. Yeah, because if you go on Apple podcast on your phone now, and even if your title is three lines, it'll still show the whole title. It just means less of the show notes will show. Um so basically Apple Podcast doesn't really cut off the episode titles. I mean obviously you don't want to have a whole paragraph, right? But it can be it can be even as much as three lines on the screen. Um and it will still show the whole thing which is very good for us because it but, just means the more space we have to sell the listen. I, I want to give the caveat of like, don't just go around and paragraphs for your titles. Like you still want to yeah. keep it as concise as possible. Um, but yeah. they can definitely, you definitely don't have to hinder yourself to something that just sounds kind of catchy and sweet. You know, uh, there's 100%. a lot more room for, for working in what people are going to gain from listening. Those keywords that you want to target, which of course we've listed out a few like healing past trauma, et cetera. That was a very long-winded way of answering the question um but the short answer no, was- they can be a lot longer than you think and people cool. still see them on apple
1: okay yeah i love to know that yeah because i definitely had one last week that was pretty long but i shortened it to make it short and sweet and catchy so noted <laughs> <You see>? absolutely <laughs> i'm looking well, look, at the I mean- titles
2: now and uh, yeah like losing friends on your healing journey how to get what you want with just three steps like that they- we could easily make them a lot longer how to heal past trauma And get what you want using the law of detachment with just three steps. These kind of things. We can extend like that and make sure we've got those buzzwords that we're going in each one.
1: Mm. Love it.
0: Well, look, Christina, we've had a bit of a a whirlwind. It's been, again, a bit of a deep dive. I actually really like it. I like the back and forth. I love you being open and transparent and giving us pushback, which is exactly what we want, right? Because it's really important that we get clear in terms of what you value, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve. And I know that oftentimes when it's just you on the podcast, you're like in the nuts and bolts. And I know for our clients, there's so many beliefs that we coaches as well as podcasters right now have to constantly challenge our beliefs, right? What things do we believe we can't do in combination of each other? Is there a particular belief I'm holding about the position of my show, who I should be targeting, the topics I could be covering? And are those actually just holding us back from taking things to the next level and clearly defining who the podcast is for? And who were best equipped to serve, and I love the fact again that you were again going back and forth was on that. In terms of steps moving forward, how to go from here, it's really as simple as again incorporating that new title and everything else from the podcast in terms of the show name, sorry, the description, the content you produce, how you mark on social media, how you promote it if you have if you have a following, sorry, an email list, all that stuff now to so just be in alignment with that. And follow that trend and have that consistently hammered down in terms of the pain points you're solving, the problems, the benefits, the transformation. And now, when someone discovers your show, it feels like they're going through a transformation, like you're alongside them. And that to me is that's a true show that's going to grow much faster because you're retaining those listeners longer term. So, that will be the next clear step. I wouldn't complicate it all. TikTok's clearly working for you. I would say anything from that, just. To double the output <laughs> if you can, if you have capacity. But go yep. crazy because if it's <laughs> if you know it's working, so many people struggle to use social media to to translate into listenership. If it's working for you, absolutely crush it. And of course, please don't break the consistency. Even if it means ten minutes episodes. I say bi-weekly. I'll push for weekly. We encourage clients to twice a week. No? But why? we'll go for <laughs> we'll go for even if they're ten minutes. Even if they're ten minutes, have that touch point with your audience. And you'll be actually smashing it yeah
2: i I noticed christina one of your recent episodes the second to last one that you did on new year's eve it's it's like about two hours right
1: oh yeah okay yeah that was a long one but yes that was like with somebody else normally when i'm solo i don't i try not to talk more than like 35 minutes
2: yeah, well, yeah. that works. What well, all I was going to say is, in the interest of getting more content and more consistency, if episodes go that long, I know that was on New Year's Eve, so that might have been like a special occasion one. You can always just break them up into two and just get twice the amount of episodes and just release them mm. one after the other. It tends to get people to you cut them off where they want more rather than it being too long that they have to come back and finish, and then it makes it a bit more valuable in their heads as well. Just, just easy ways of getting more content out. But I just thought I'd mention that as well.
1: I love that. Yeah, thank you.
0: Love it so look we've got two final questions for you number one any quick five question you have for myself and Tig, and, and the second one I can ask her after the original
1: okay yeah my other my only question is subtitle like where are we putting that is there is that I don't know if I've not seen subtitle in like places where you type it but like where are you adding the subtitle
2: so it's just part of the title like we're calling it a subtitle because you would have Unbreakably bold colon and then the bit that follows after it. Got in it. terms of like as far as Apple or your hosting platform is concerned, it's just all the same thing.
1: Okay, got it. That clarifies it. Okay. That was my real question. Honestly, this has been amazing. And thank you guys for your patience and you know, your expertise and just giving your thoughts and putting your time and energy into it. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. I didn't was- get roasted as bad as I thought. I was a little scared. <laughs> so this is good oh. let me hurry up and get off before you guys change your mind <laughs>
2: yeah everyone's been saying that so far i think we need to turn up the heat a little bit we, we need, to need to turn up maybe and Anthony yeah save yeah, it
1: absolutely. for the next person yeah we need
2: to like insult <laughs> each other before we get on the mic or something so that we're, we're riled up we're
0: and <laughs> angry but and then i guess the second question honestly follow up to what you just mentioned what would you say to someone who's hearing this who's hearing about road to show hearing about this experience and they're a bit skeptical maybe they're worried but they're actually in the spot where They would actually need some guidance they're not too sure in terms of direction what would you say to someone about coming onto a register who is scared or worried or doesn't want to take that next step and explore it
1: yeah i would say ultimately just to number one look at your end goal and realize if you would go for this end goal if the fear wasn't there if the fear was taken away is it something that would be a hell yes for you if yes then run towards it and do your thing and do the work to really learn how to create the safety in your body and to create this feeling of inner knowing that you're good, even if you go jump and leap and go for your dreams and have the conversations, do the coaching and things like that. So I would say just believe in yourself, look at the big picture and really challenge yourself to see if fear is really what's stopping you. And if it is what that fear is all about, break it down and move forward unbreakably bold. (laughs) Love
2: it.